0: Hello Hello and welcome to the program. We're your hosts, Noah and Matthew, and this is the N and M Show.
1: Make sure to follow us on Twitter at n m show four and on Instagram Noah underscore Matthew uh, with one T underscore podcast. And we do have a Facebook page now. Look up N and M Show and make sure it's the and symbol you look up.
0: And here we go. All right, and we are moving into our second episode of our season of Christmas. Um, we're going to start off this one with our Christmas, would you rather? So Matt, throw me what you got.
1: All right. No, this is a pretty simple one. Would you rather re-get the best gift you were ever given or get a random gift? It could be good
0: or terrible. Well, I'd probably go with the best gift I've ever gotten because it's the best gift.
1: Right. But it's a gift that you've already had.
0: Oh. Oh. So I can't even think of the best present I've ever had. Yeah. So I'd probably go with the random present.
1: Yeah. Uh, and honestly, the whole thought of like a terrible gift, like even if it's a gag gift, I mean, the person put some thought into it, even if it was just socks.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you still got something new, which is pretty cool. So, All right. That yeah. was a pretty simple one. Yeah. So here's mine for you. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Matthew Rogers. Would you rather give up Christmas trees... Or give up Christmas cookies?
1: Uh, I'd rather give up Christmas trees. Uh, Cookies, I love uh, cooking, baking, whatever with my family. And the trees, as big as they are, I can do without. There's so many other special decorations I can do. The cookies, so that's making food is a special thing with my family.
0: I see, I see. What about you? Oh, I would definitely give up Christmas trees. Oh, okay. I... Wait. I said that wrong. I would definitely keep <laughs> Christmas trees. I would give up Christmas cookies. All right. Sorry, my mouth spoke faster than my brain. My to brain me all spoke the time. faster. Neither is I'm working having, right now. I'm having some trouble today. I would give up Christmas cookies. You know why? Why? I just like the atmosphere whenever there's a Christmas tree in the room during like the Christmas season. Something about it just livens up the Christmas spirit, and I enjoy it. Christmas cookies, on the other hand, although I like cookies and I enjoy making them around this time and decorating them, you could do something else. You could make Christmas cake, Christmas pie, Christmas bagels, Christmas baguette, pizza bagels. Oh,
1: pizza bagels. Well, uh, one thing that I thought was interesting was Christmas donuts. I love donuts. They're great and all, but uh, Krispy Kreme glazed hot. Mm. Those are the best.
0: I do like Krispy Kreme if they're hot. Um, and I, I, I like to think of myself as a donut connoisseur. Oh, really? Because donuts are one of my favorite foods in the whole world. Um, so, yeah, I do respect the Krispy Kreme hot glazed donut. If they're not hot. They're okay. If they're hot, one of the best donuts in the world. My favorite Krispy Kreme donut is definitely the jelly raspberry filled on it. Krispy Kreme. Oh, that, those
1: are real good. Now, my just my thought with it is like a regular glazed donut. I can eat a couple. If you give me a hot one, I can eat ten.
0: I could eat a dozen. I could just get a baker's dozen. And eat them throw all. Throw
1: them down. Uh, what would a what do you think a Christmas donut would have? I was on about it?
0: to ask you the same exact question, Matthew Rogers. <laughs> I think you would have to do like one of the white frosting ones. You could do like cream filled or custard filled or even jelly filled. Okay. Probably jelly filled. I mean it's got the red color in it. So okay. and then you would obviously decorate it like Krispy Kreme does for numerous holidays. I bet if we drove up there right now they'd have a Christmas donut decorated and everything. Okay. So it'd be very similar to like a sugar cookie that you would decorate and put like Christmas trees and stuff on.
1: Okay. Uh so what I was thinking it would be is uh it might not follow me on some of this you got your donut you got the white icing like you said uh soft shaved peppermint uh peppermint i is on like gingerbread houses and whatnot i've seen so that would probably taste good and gumdrops you know that's not oh
0: yeah I, I know what the heck is wrong with you i know it's hard to follow Ugh. but gum you don't like gumdrops? gumdrops the worst candy in the whole world I, worst candy it's pretty much just a, a harder gummy yeah disgusting Do you like Swedish fish? I do like Swedish fish. Then you like gumdrops. I do not like gumdrops. (laughs) Gumdrops creep me out. They have a cinnamon (laughs) taste to them. Don't say that they're... Don't disrespect Swedish fish like that, Matthew Roth.
1: All right, Swedish fish are plain, whereas gumdrops actually have flavor. No,
0: no. (laughs) You're crazy. And you know, with that, we're going to go ahead and jump into the next segment because I cannot stand to look at you whenever I think about gumdrops now. Oh. So as promised last week, we're going to go ahead this week and uh, talk about Christmas from around the world. The different Santa Clauses uh, from around the world and different time periods. Um, And just different traditions that people use to celebrate Christmas or however they perceive Christmas in their area. Um, So yeah, we're going to go ahead and start it off with St. Nicholas Day because that is actually tomorrow on uh, December 6th. Um, tonight there'll be people that put out their shoes um, in hopes that Saint Nick will leave small gifts in them. Um, it's a tradition that's been going on since the fourth century, um, basically. I want to say, yeah. And uh, I just want to actually s- stop right there and just throw out the fact that although Matthew and I are are uh, diagnosed geniuses. We're not 100% sure and certain on all of these.
1: And we might mispronounce things, so we do apologize. We
0: will mispronounce <laughs> things. I'll just leave it at that. Um, so, yeah, St. Nick, It's uh, I want to say it's one of the first forms of Christmas. Do you know, Matt?
1: Uh, so, one of the first forms of Christmas, there's always a pagan element to Christmas traditions uh, and with Christianity and whatnot. But there's always that figure. I believe Saint Nick is one of the first, like, iterations of, like, Father Santa or whatever you want to call
0: it. Father Christmas and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we should go ahead and start off the episode actually explaining our version of Christmas. And maybe that'll help us understand other people's. So the way I've always perceived Christmas, and I think me and Matt are very similar on this, is when it comes to, like... The quote-unquote real story of Christmas is the birth of Jesus. Again, this isn't a religious podcast. This is just the basic American...
1: One of our traditions that we follow based on the Christian faith.
0: Yes. Um, So, baby Jesus' birth. I'll just leave it at that. The wise men came. Mary and Joseph went to Bethlehem. That's where Jesus was born. The kings came. Shepherds came. Angels flying. (laughs) <laughs> Everything like that. That was uh, That's basically the story of our Christmas. Um, from there, we've adapted other cultures, forms of Christmases, to get Santa Claus and Christmas trees and Christmas cookies, per se. Those are from different cultures that, as the Melting Pot America is, we've adapted. Oh, yeah. So as we move into – now that we've established that, I think – That'll help us to understand other cultures, and we can tie them back into our religion. So, like we were talking about with St. Nicholas Day, um, it's kind of similar to uh, our Christmas Day, because Santa leaves gifts for us. St. Nick would bring them and leave them in their shoes. I personally have never celebrated St. Nick's Day, but my mom, as a Catholic... Uh, celebrated it growing up. So I think that's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. All right. What about you, Matt? What do you got?
1: So uh, the first one I wanted to talk about was the Russian Christmas traditions. So uh, in Russia, they have uh, Saint Nick as well, but he is known as Grandfather Frost. In Russia, once again, probably going to mispronounce the Russian term for it, but uh, Dead Moroz, English spelling, D-E-D-M-O-R-O-Z, for right, of you people that like uh, details. But uh, Grandfather Frost, uh, his whole tradition is bringing the gifts to you. So unlike uh, traditional Santa Claus that many Americans celebrate, uh, where he goes down chimney while you're sleeping, Grandfather Frost will bring uh, his gifts to you and give them to you personally. And he is also assisted by his granddaughter. Uh, I'm definitely not sure how to pronounce her traditional spelling of the name, but uh, I read that in all the forms you can bring it down pretty much to Anastasia. And it's one of the few uh, Christmas traditions that have a female helper in them, helping a Saint Nick character. Uh, along with that, uh, uh, Russians do Christmas fasting. They eat very little for a while until, let me bring it up now. The first, there it is. The first star appears in the sky on the night of Christmas Eve. When that star appears, their fast breaks, and they enjoy many pickled foods. Uh, the pickled items they eat when they break their fast is gherkins, pickled mushrooms, sauerkraut, and pickled apples. Uh, they drank I've never heard uh, of pickled apples. Pickled apples. Uh, I'm are assuming, they sour,
0: or are they sweet?
1: I'm assuming it's kind of like dried apples. I've had them before. They're kind of like...
0: But dried apples aren't the same as pickled apples. Pickled is when it's sitting in the uh, stuff.
1: That's fair. Um, Honestly, I don't like pickles, so I probably <laughs> would be kind of iffy if you You might those. not
0: like pickled apples, then.
1: Yeah, probably not. Uh, They also eat fish, uh, meat pies.
0: Meat pies? Have you ever had those?
1: I'm assuming it's like a pot pie.
0: Kind of. It's basically, it's literally just meat.
1: Oh, I'm going to Russia.
0: They have them in Australia. They're big in Australia.
1: But yeah. uh, fu- Oh, sorry. What were you saying? Mate mate. (laughs) Australian, mate. (laughs) Dear Lord. But, uh, yeah, so food's very important, uh, in Russia. Uh, I'm not quite sure why they do, uh, pickled. Uh, I assume because they fasted, lasted a while till the first star comes out. So maybe the foods to symbolize, you know, the weight, uh, also fortune telling is a big, uh, deal. in uh, Russia. Interesting. Uh, I'm not quite sure, but uh, what was it? Eastern Europeans, didn't they have like a lot of gypsies then? Maybe that was part of the pagan culture that maybe went along with so. uh, it.
0: It could have maybe also tied in with the new year, uh, them getting their fortune read for the new year.
1: Oh, that's very interesting. Kind of
0: how we have like uh, resolutions. They could have had their fortune read.
1: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, learning stuff new with it all the time. Uh, Grandfather Frost, he had something similar to Santa's sleigh. He had a Troika. Uh, troika was kind of like a chariot sled type deal that was pulled by three magical horses.
0: Huh. Uh, why, why were they magic? What would they do? Run fast they had, or fly? They
1: had to get him around places fast, kind of like Santa. It had so to So be... did he
0: fly or did he... Uh,
1: honestly, it did not say.
0: Huh. <laughs> That's interesting.
1: And then, uh, finally, an interesting fact uh, was when... Uh, Soviet Union came around in Russia. They actually were not allowed to celebrate Grandfather Frost or any of this stuff. And they had to celebrate in secret. They had to use different, like, I guess you could say code things. They changed his name and all that. Uh, they had to keep uh, celebrations uh, pretty much simpler, which might also come with the pickled meals and all that. That could be. They it. might yeah. not have suspected pickled foods compared to big, lavish meals. That makes sense. So, yeah. Uh, But luckily, nowadays, they are able to celebrate uh, Christmas like everyone else. You know, they're open to celebrate all their traditions openly.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually.
1: All right, so that's it for Russia. How about you, Noah?
0: All right, so something that I find very interesting is just the area of Australia and New Zealand and all the countries around that. Um, I know that Australia is, like, its own country and its, its own continent and stuff. But it's actually uh, the largest island in the world, if you didn't know that. Oh, really? Also the smallest continent in the world. Um, so, yeah, let's go ahead and move there. Um, so Australia has tied in things with like their home in mostly England and then also a little bit of uh, why can't I speak? Why can't I think of what it's called? ireland (laughs) sorry i'm having a today's just been a day you know oh
1: very relaxing i've been tired the whole time
0: i've already written three pages on a 10 page paper which (laughs) makes it nine in the past three days so yeah my brain's basically fried it's finals week at maryville university so i'm just i'm just going with the flow from now on until christmas season well until next week's over because then it's officially christmas break for me anywho back to australia um they celebrated on december 25th just like us in america um and a lot of their traditions are similar to ours but based on the fact that it's in the middle of the summer in australia because it's on the different side of the equator right the equator Uh, divides seasons
1: Yeah, I think so, because if you're in the center of the equator and the whatever it's called that goes straight up and down, you're technically in tomorrow and yesterday and like winter and summer or whatever. So yeah, if you're in different parts, you're probably in different seasons.
0: Right. So yeah, Australia, they celebrate in the summer, even though it's the same exact time. Um, So it kind of changes up the traditions that they're able to have because they don't reflect on things with like the snow. So they don't have snowball fights kind of around the same time as uh um christmas yeah they probably don't have snow in general do they there probably
1: not they just throw i don't know poisonous animals or whatever yeah they
0: probably throw (laughs) they probably throw like kangaroos or something like that capture the tarantula (laughs) yeah no but uh some cool things that they do is um they actually have a christmas song that is very famous in australia and it's kind of based on just like The whole culture of um australia it's called six white boomers i don't know i have the lyrics but i don't Uh, think it's really important to sing it
1: is that i'm not saying read the lyrics but six white boomers
0: okay so what i have right here it says can you imagine looking up into the sky and seeing kangaroos pulling santa's sleigh no Perhaps you could if you live in Australia, and it was really hot on December 25th. A Christmas song, six white boomers, tell the story about how Australian heat is too much for Santa's reindeer, um, and basically how they have to use kangaroos instead there, which I didn't read anywhere where they actually believe that kangaroos pull their sleigh, Santa's sleigh. I think, I think they still believe it's reindeers. It could sleigh, be a but, joke among the Australian yeah. people. Of course. Um, so, yeah. Uh, some other cool things they do. Um, like like I said, how we have certain traditions that reflect around the cold weather. Um, they have things like surfing, sailing, swimming, riding bikes. Um, the things they eat outside are uh, grilled on a barbecue, which they call the Bobby. The Bobby. Grilling some Christmas dinner on the Bobby. I want shrimp on the Bobby. Mm, on the Bobby. Bobby. yeah um and then instead of like christmas uh trees like we've talked about and stuff they actually do it with like ferns and palm trees and things like that uh colorful flowers um honeysuckle is a big thing that they decorate with which is just completely interesting it's basically like a summer christmas if you were to do that that's honestly what it is um and then other than that it's basically the same they do have a traditional breakfast that they have which is just ham and eggs um so yeah really interesting and that's i think that's celebrated both like australia as well as uh new zealand and things like that all in that area
1: oh yeah all of them uh i probably share a lot of traditions together
0: yeah for sure um and i think that's basically all i had on that which is interesting uh the day after is national boxing day um which is a british and irish Tradition, I guess. um And basically, they tip their grocer, their postman, their newspaper carrier, and things like that for everything they've done. Oh, yeah. Though
1: well, that's nice. People in those careers having to do a lot of that stuff. Yeah.
0: It's, it is really cool, actually. So, yeah, there's that.
1: Okay. So, yeah, Australia is another one that'd be interesting to go to, experience some of their traditions. uh That kangaroo pulling the sled, I don't know. That sounds probably like it's more of a joke with Australia. Yeah. So, the one I want to talk about next is uh, Ireland. Now, I mentioned some of Ireland's and their similarities with Australia. Well, Ireland's uh, traditions are very close to ours as well. Now, in Ireland, a big thing with them is decorating at home, but it's also decorating outside. Like public places are all getting decorated. Okay. Uh, It's a big thing Uh, there. They also do a lot of Christmas carols. Uh, The one I thought was really interesting, especially if you're a Christian like myself, uh, but honestly, it's actually a nice thing to do in general from how it started, mm-hmm. was a candle out the window. It started in the 1970s. It's not really done much now, especially in urban areas, but they would set out a candle in the window. I see. Uh, which started for Mary and Joseph. Uh, when they would come in their travels to know they had a spot... Uh, there is a home with hospitality willing to take in travelers. So where Jesus was born, where Mary and Joseph went... There's a candle outside. They were able to go there, uh, and that's where Jesus was born. It's people symbolizing that their home is open to travelers. And uh, I thought that was real neat, but the thing that goes along with it is in our Irish tradition called the Leyden Table. So what was important in Ireland was to have your family dinner, huge meal, uh, pretty much just a big get-together. But once you were done eating your meal, you were to set out a simple meal for people stopping by So if there are any travelers, once again, starting with Mary and Joseph and the birth of Jesus, if there's any travelers, your home had food and was open to anyone that needed a place. Okay. So yeah, uh, those two traditions aren't very common nowadays, especially in more urban areas. But it is neat that at one point, if you were traveling around, there was a bunch of homes making sure they were open to you, making sure you had a place to go, not denying anyone. Uh, There's also some pretty funny uh, Christmas traditions in Ireland that I really enjoyed. You have the 12 pubs of Christmas.
0: The 12 pubs of Christmas. That sounds like uh, my cup of tea.
1: So the 12 pubs of Christmas. Well, you've heard the 12 days of Christmas where uh, he kept giving gifts, was it? uh? Yeah. So he kept giving gifts. In Ireland, the 12 pubs of Christmas was you were supposed to, well, you weren't supposed to. You didn't have to. This was a fun tradition. Mm-hmm. Was uh, you could travel to 12 of the best ranked pubs All over Ireland. Oh, that (laughs) That, sounds awesome. Yeah, pretty much bar hopping. uh, Just with the Christmas spirit. Uh, Another one is Santa Claus. Another thing he liked other than milk and cookies in Ireland is a pint of Guinness. Oh, (laughs) gosh. And minced pies. Minced pies, for anyone that doesn't know, is uh, candied fruits and all that. uh, Which I like. Fruits and all, like fruit pies, but candied. Isn't that just another name for, like, almost pickling or, like, preserving
0: yeah. a fruit? Yeah, it is. Pickling is basically, like... That doesn't sound as good. <laughs> well, I, there's also, like, preserves and stuff for fruit. Yeah, fruit preserves cool. is basically, like, they make it into jelly-type stuff.
1: That's fair. Uh, so their plan was pretty much to, uh, I don't know, get Santa Claus schnockered. Uh, they also have the Christmas uh, swim, which... Uh, One of the instances that takes place every Christmas day in Sandico, a suburb of South Dublin, where some people meet up to have a swim in the freezing Irish seat all together.
0: That sounds awful.
1: Oh, it does. Oh, uh, one I almost forgot is uh, the Wren Boy Precision. So it had two names. Uh, Let me see the original name. So the Catholics uh, referred to the Wren as the Devil's Bird, but the pagans called it Darn! I just had the name for it. Basically, basically in Ireland, uh, there was a saint, Saint Stephen, Stephen Stephen, who was portrayed by a wren, and there's a big wren hunt in Ireland, Mm -hmm. and people eat the bird, uh, not as on Christmas Day itself, but as a leading up to Christmas.
0: Right. I see.
1: Uh, I get. For some reason, they're getting revenge on birds (laughs) because one was mean to saint stefan but what hey
0: <laughs> we all have our traditions we do we do and what? some of them are weird well there you go do we have any super weird traditions Sup- that other people might find extremely weird
1: weird traditions that others might find weird uh
0: the thing with our christmas is i feel like we just have so many cultures combined into ours oh which yeah is why well
1: it's, it's such a blur between especially christianity and paganism uh because even if you do uh, and it's completely fine if you have a non religion non religious Christmas. Yeah. Uh, perfectly great. But it's funny that even the most like inconspicuous like fangs, even the most like, oh yeah, we're just giving gifts, that has a place in some form of religion or another. Yeah. There's such a blur between other religions to Christianity. Where it's all pretty much one thing, Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much every country. No matter how Christian you are, how pagan you are, you're pretty much celebrating everyone's tradition some way or another, which is a great, you know, what would you call it, equalizer? Yeah. Brings us all together.
0: Yeah. Did you, uh, was that all you had about Ireland?
1: Yeah, that's all I had about Ireland. I liked how they had uh, fun
0: traditions listed. Well, um, so the next thing I want to talk about is an Italian Christmas an italian christmas they're gonna make you a meatball (laughs) no it's kind of interesting uh so the italian christmas is very oriented around christianity like it seems like more so than america is you know so uh they everything they do basically is related to the nativity scene uh they set up nativity stories all throughout their house um like the the little setups and stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Um, and then something I really want to hit on is La Bafana, which is a – I think she was a real – no, no, no. Sorry. She's a legend, okay? But the wise men uh, on their way to going to see Jesus, like following the star, you know the story, um, they stopped at her house and stayed there for the night and there cuz she was known as like the best uh the best host and stuff like that in her village. So they stayed with her. Um and then the next morning when they were leaving they invited her to go and she decided not to. Um but then like after they had left that night she went searching for him cuz she changed her mind and she wanted to. But um because she wanted to give gifts, you know. Right, but right. Uh, she couldn't find him anywhere. So the tradition is she is out still looking for baby Jesus, basically, or looking for Jesus. Uh-huh. Um, and as she's looking, she's giving all the good people, or the, all the good kids um, presents, just in case, like, you know, in case it is Jesus, she wants to make sure they get a good gift. Okay. And then all the bad kids, gives coal and onions and garlic, which is pretty interesting. Okay. I would actually, might enjoy getting some onions and garlic.
1: Onions and garlic goes in literally everything. She would make my day.
0: Yeah, she would make a cook's day for sure. Gordon Ramsay would love her. Um, Yeah, and then they have certain traditions, like I said, in Italy, surrounding uh, religion and stuff like that. Mass is a big part for uh, Christmas Eve, just like us. Well, you got to think about it. Italy is where the Pope is, correct? Yes, in Rome. Yeah. So I mean, it's probably pretty Catholic. Around in that area?
1: Oh yeah, it's uh, highly Catholic. Uh, that you have the Vatican and all of that. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, um, a big thing is they don't eat meat the day before Christmas. They eat like a uh, seafood, if you would consider that non meat, which I do.
1: Yeah, most people do
0: um, non meat. So they have big seafood thing, and then they go to mass, and then they come back home, and they have this like it looks like it's a fruit cake type thing. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting, um, so yeah. And I guess I guess they're allowed to eat meat on Christmas. That's the point of it. Like, you don't eat meat until Christmas. Okay. Interesting. That's really all I had on that. Okay.
1: So now this one I'm going to now is my favorite one. It's uh, Germany's Christmas traditions. It especially holds a special place to me because I am mostly German. That's where most of my heritage can be traced back to. Uh, so Germany. Uh, one of the biggest things that uh, I like as a time of reflection. It's the Advent wreath. Uh, no, did you say you and your folks do the Advent wreath, or no. no? Did your mom say she did?
0: No, she just knew what it was.
1: Oh, okay. So I I didn't know if. Oh no, I'm thinking of other things. Your mom said she did before when she was a kid celebrating. <laughs> Oh, we were talking about it earlier. So the Advent wreath, uh, you put on the living room table. And the fourth Sunday before Christmas, uh, the wreath has four large candles and traditionally pine cones and berries. As the lights are dimmed, the whole family gathers around the wreath. As one, they spend a quiet, reflective hour together. Some families may sing Christmas carols or enjoy a child's performance on the flute or piano.
0: So, oh, Tannenbaum. Oh, Tannenbaum.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> 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 it's just a great sorry for the cough uh, it's just a great coronavirus. oh boy yeah basically it's a time for families to get together and reflect on what the meaning is my family kind of does something like this not with the wreath itself but before we celebrate Christmas we get together and we ask everyone what does Christmas mean to us uh, none of us are putting on performances though <laughs> no, no, no none of us
0: are doing that uh, the Christmas tree also comes from Germany, doesn't it?
1: I'm going to get to that in a bit. All right. Uh, but yes and no. I think it was in other places like somewhat before. But it was, I think, one of the bigger European countries when yeah. it really like showed they up. They might have
0: been the first one to decorate it or something like
1: that? Uh, yeah, because they were already decorating the houses before. But like I said, I'll get into that in a bit. Uh, so then you have St. Nicholas Day. Uh, So, in Germany on December 5th, which is today on the day we're recording.
0: I already tried to explain (laughs) that St. Nick's Day, mister.
1: St. Nick's Day. Yeah, but you didn't mention Germany. Okay. Uh, So, in Germany, uh, they leave out little shoes in the hopes of getting gifts from St. Nicholas. Uh, Normally nuts, berries, little candies, that kind of thing. Something simple to get him started. Uh, He only brings them to the kids that are well-behaved. And he does leave coal in people's boots, which, I don't know about you, but if I put my foot in a shoe and my foot came out black because of all the coal just spread out everywhere, I wouldn't be happy. I would be <laughs> mad. I would not like that. Because I wear white socks. Curse you, thank Nicholas. I wear white socks. I sometimes don't wear socks.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> gross. With your boots?
1: No, with my boots. I do it with my tennis shoes. If I'm in a rush, I'm not wearing socks. Anyways. Ew. uh, one that I did not expect learning about is Krampus Night. Uh, This is specifically celebrating Southern Bavaria. So local celebrate St. Nicholas Night in alternative fashion. Muscular men in demonic costumes, devilish masks, and furry coats march from house to house. And it's basically based off the Krampus. Uh, And they pretty much knock on the door. Parents open it, let them in, and they're supposed to scare kids into behaving, being good little boys and girls. Oh, I see. Now, one thing they do that I could not believe is a thing is if a teenage boy, only teenage boys, is being a little rowdy, being a little misbehaved,
0: a naughty boy, a bad boy, these
1: muscular men in his Krampus suits are going to grab your teenage son, take him outside, And dunk him in snow repeatedly. And I liked when I looked it up. It was much to the delight of the younger siblings. I don't know about you. I'm a younger sibling. I know I have a sister. But say my sister was grabbed by these people and dunked her in snow. I wouldn't be happy.
0: (laughs) Oh, I would. If my sister got dunked in snow, that would be the funniest thing. I would be like, am I
1: next? (laughs) Okay, I would be worried about that. But
0: Uh, I would be laughing when she got dunked in snow.
1: That's fair. And then uh, they pretty much do kind of like what in Ireland, except without going to a bunch of places. Then they spend the rest of their night at a pub and celebrating. Drinking. Drinking.
0: Having Drinking a, beer.
1: Having a good time. Uh, I have no idea what that accent was. So another one uh, that's pretty big. Christmas markets. So I knew Berlin is very big. Uh, their market, Christmas markets are very big. I did not realize that was a steady part of their Christmas tradition. Hmm. So whereas Ireland has a big like, oh yeah, we're going to decorate the outside of a lot of things. They're like, all right, this area here, we're having a giant outside store and it is going to be lit up. Hmm. And yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Basically, <coughs> I, I just hit my mic. You pretty much have a bunch of small mom and pop like businesses, I guess, get their things together. And everyone can go shopping I guess uh, with the rest of the town uh some popular drinks in Germany for Christmas is mold wine uh so mold wine it's supposed to make you like feel real warm inside I could not find what mold means so right. yeah
0: um, I have it I have it right here as well I cannot pronounce the word but It's in German, so yeah, I think it's a Christmas beverage.
1: Yeah, uh, there's another one called Fire Tongue Punch, which is popular in Germany. Um, I can even begin to pronounce the German word for it. Uh, it's basically mold wine mixed with a high alcohol percentage of rum and open flames.
0: So basically, mold wine, rum, and you light it on fire. Nice, mold wine, I think, is hot. It's like kind of hot cinnamy drink. Oh, cinema okay. Dream.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it was in a 1943 comedy movie, uh, which, once again, I cannot pronounce the actual word, but the movie pretty much was called Die Fiertang, uh Punch. Mind you, I think die means something in German. so
0: I'm sure all of those words mean something in German.
1: Yeah. Well, no, I mean... <laughs> uh, no, I mean the traditional one is called like die where's Oh, huh. I think die means something in English from German.
0: I'm sure there's a lot of movies with that. I mean, imagine a Hallmark movie without hot chocolate.
1: Well, yeah, but I, it's funny. There's a movie called like fire tongue wine oh, or fire tongue like based a uh, punch. That. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, uh, that's some of the drinks. Now you mentioned trees. Oh, Tannenbaum. Okay. Oh,
0: Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum. Oh, t- dear. Uh,
1: <laughs> at merely 400 years old, the tradition of the decorated Christmas tree is comparatively young German custom. So, trees, uh, when it comes to Christmas traditions throughout uh, the centuries, is relatively new. What Germany used to do, or what many German families do, is they would take evergreen branches and set them throughout the house. So, instead of having the whole tree... They would just have the branches of a tree decorating around the entire room, which is pretty uh, neat. By the 17th century, people had started bringing in the whole tree itself. Like, It's weird. They were bringing pieces of the tree by the 17th century. They are like, yeah, maybe we should just bring in the whole thing.
0: Probably be easier that way.
1: Yeah, instead of tearing the tree apart outside, let's just bring it in. There you go. Uh, They were decorating it with ripe red apples, scrumptious gingerbread, and silk flowers Mm. Uh, just to make it look pretty. That's That's
0: another big part of it, German culture. Isn't it gingerbread?
1: Uh, Yeah, actually, I think it is.
0: Uh, Interesting.
1: There's actually quite a few, I think, Christmas-related desserts. I think I was reading that fruitcake came from Germany, too.
0: I know there's something from uh, Germany called called uh Christmas stolen and I think actually bread company has that. Okay. During Christmas time, which is I, cool. We should go get some. It's pretty good. I know my dad's got it before.
1: Okay. Uh by the 19th century, the Christmas <laughs> We talked about food, but trees, man, trees. Uh by the 19th century, the Christmas tree had even replaced the nativity scene as the focal point of German Christmas festivals, which Nativity scene's great. I know there's a lot of people that uh, have them at their houses. I have a small nativity scene at my house. Mm -hmm. Uh, Christmas tree is definitely a good way, though, for if you have people of different beliefs at your household celebrating. You still have the nativity scene, but now you have something that I guess you could say everyone could enjoy.
0: I think most people decorate their house with a Christmas tree around this time.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Traditional foods is uh, apple and sausage stuffing, which honestly actually sounds kind of good. I
0: think I would like that.
1: I normally just do like a turkey or a ham stuffing, but...
0: Like a breadcrumb stuffing or celery stuffing? Yeah,
1: something like that. But an apple and sausage stuffing, I'd try it. And potato dumplings. I don't know also how... that sounds pretty good. I don't know how that would work. Like, is it like regular dumplings for, dumplings for chicken dumplings, but instead of the chicken, it's potato
0: with it? I'm not sure.
1: I'll look that up later. Maybe the next episode I'll talk about it, because dumplings is one of my favorite meals. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much, uh, Germans. Oh, uh, you want to talk about something you saw from the office that you liked that's, uh, based in Germany.
0: Okay. So if you don't know me, um, I literally live for the office, um, I watch it 24-7. I'm not kidding. Everything I do, while I'm doing homework, I'm watching The Office. While I'm going to sleep, I watch The Office. While I am sitting on the toilet, I watch The Office. While I'm sitting in my car in the drive-thru, I'm watching The Office. So as soon as we started looking into Christmas traditions, the first thing I thought of was Belschnickel, which is, if you watch The Office, uh, Dwight's representation of Santa Claus um, at their office party, basically, where... He's kind of a mix between Saint Nick and Krampus, Krampus yeah. Where he is, he's gives good people or he gives uh nice kids good things and he gives bad kids whippings.
1: Yeah. Uh pretty much messes with them. Uh I think he was the servant of Saint Nick though. I don't think he's a version of Saint oh, Nick. Okay. Uh interesting. Did you know that in, uh, in Germany? Guess where uh is very popular at?
0: Hmm austria
1: oh it's actually in the united states pennsylvania uh, there's actually i found there's current uh churches in pennsylvania doing a bunch of different things with bells nickel i
0: honestly wonder if that's because of the office
1: uh well i think a lot of germans uh when they first immigrated to the u.s i think were in the new england area so that's interesting m- i
0: wonder if the office knew that and that's why they incorporated it because it is uh, the office is, like, based in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Right. Interesting. Uh,
1: so, yeah, uh, that's actually
0: pretty uh, interesting on Bell Nickel.
1: I read something earlier about him I wanted to bring up. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Bell's Nickel uh, oftentimes is portrayed as a man, but has traditions where Bell Nickel can be a woman. Interesting. So uh, I thought that was fascinating. Because you have a servant of Saint Nick who's like one thing, but another and a mixture of both. So, I don't know where it could be a man or a woman comes from, though. Because I get the whole amalgamation of Krampus and Saint Nick. Naughty and nice. Kind of like the center servant between them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how it's like, Oh, this version it's man, this version's a woman. So yeah, it's interesting seeing the different perspectives. I wonder if all the churches in Pennsylvania right now, they're doing it or have done it. I wonder uh, if there's just contrast on how
0: they do to tradition. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's very interesting, though. I think it is. They probably celebrate both American and uh, um, German traditions, and then they just incorporate Belschnickel. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, I also like how Belschnickel supposed to look. Uh, he dresses or she Dresses in torn, tattered, and dirty clothes topped with a cloak of assorted furs, sometimes adorned with bits of foliage, deer antlers, and other natural decorations. Uh, so basically, this person's just supposed to look kind of uh, odd. Interesting.
0: <laughs> Probably just like a dirty servant boy or girl.
1: Yeah. Uh, so where St. Nick's dressed all nice and Krampus
0: is... I don't know what Krampus dresses as. He dresses as a demon, right? Didn't you say something? About well he
1: that? looks like a demon, but I I think he dresses and stuff. I think Krampus looks like a demon, but I think Krampus dresses nice as well. Interesting. But uh Bellsnickel is just like
0: Nope I'm not gonna do any of that. Nope. I'm just a savage. <laughs> well,
1: I think
0: that's a good place to leave off. Yeah. to stop in uh our episode where we cover just different traditions. Yeah, and-
1: different Christmas traditions. Uh so a lot of this research we did, you know. We looked at a few things, uh, but there's always a chance we might have said something wrong or maybe we we're missing, or maybe the tradition differs on how you look at it. So one thing we want to say is, even though we talked about this, if you guys want to correct us or talk about your tradition yourselves, we have tons of social media. I am happy to see you guys talk about what you believe
0: in and all of them. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, yeah, leave us anything. Leave us anything you want us to talk about in general, whether like, you're correcting us because – like Matt said, we're all about being corrected because um, we will we'll fix it on the next we're episode.
1: All, we're all about it.
0: We're yeah. all about that. Uh, yeah, correct us. That uh, positive... Re- Wait, what's it? What do people say? Like um, Constructive criticism? Constructive criticism. I'm telling you, my brain's fried. To
1: positive reinforcement. Positive
0: reinforcement. You did so good. <laughs> oh, well, we like that too. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, leave us anything like things you want us to talk about so
1: yeah and even though we're still doing the christmas season stuff does anything
0: we talk about whatever you yep. know we are pretty pretty random if you will random if you will you're right you're right all right
1: well i think that does us pretty good i hope you guys enjoyed us
0: yep make sure you guys like us on the different platforms you're listening to us on um, now that there are more than just the one um, as well as that, make sure you go online, like us on our social medias, like we said before. We'd really appreciate it.
1: All right. Bye now.
0: See ya.